0: These past many, many weeks we have been in the book of uh, Deuteronomy and we have shared together uh, the words of God to the people of God just before they enter the promised land. And as I hear the words this morning in this passage from chapter 10... My heart jumps to so many different places, so many different lessons that I have learned, that I know you have learned, that we have learned again and again within our lifetime. Questions like, what does the Lord require of us? We know that answer. We know that God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords. We know that. We know that we are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We know that we are to circumcise our hearts to God alone. We know all of the things that we have heard this morning, but we haven't necessarily learned them from this passage. We've learned them throughout all of the scriptures. We've learned them through the many stories of the people of God. We have heard them, but we have heard them throughout the Bible. There's one thing that we can be sure of God, regardless of all of the mystery and all that we do not know or that we cannot comprehend. One thing is for certain that our God is constant and our God is consistent with His message. So often we hear the message of God's Word ring from all kinds of places. Most of the time from places that we would expect, but sometimes from places that we wouldn't expect. But this much is true whenever we hear someone speak of loving their neighbor, of accepting those who are outsiders, of caring for the orphan or for the widow, whenever someone is acting or speaking out of the love that is found in the words of Scripture, they are speaking the heart of God. Yet like so many generations before, many of us and many of the people in this world Have heard the words that are right in front of us, have seen the actions right in front of us, just as God is saying through Moses to these people that it's for their own good, yet they have not heeded those commands. They have not heard the words that were here meant for our own good. Even our parents, even us as parents, have used those words before over and over again. It's for your own good. Go to bed early. So you're not tired tomorrow morning when you have to go to school. It's for your own good. Don't eat too much candy. It's for your own good. Go mow the lawn. It's for your own good. We say these things. We've heard these things. Obey the commands of God, your Father. It's for your own good. God says this. No wonder it's so ingrained into us. God is the first one to say that it's all for your own good. Listen to the, Lord, the commands the Lord your God has given you. Obey the Lord your God and follow His commands. It's for your own good. God gives these directions that we have studied these past many weeks in the book of Deuteronomy. We've ended the summer. Some have gone back to school. And we've heard these words that were shared with a generation of people who spent their lives wandering in the wilderness as their parents reaped the repercussions of their sin from disobeying God. Their parents did not heed the words that were for their own good and for their own benefit. And they found themselves homeless, many times desiring to go back into slavery than to following the Lord, their God, who was with them and wanted better for them. And now there's a generation that is coming up that has not disobeyed God. For those who had disobeyed God have almost passed. They've all fallen in the wilderness Only Moses is left who has been their leader, who has been the one to prepare them for the land that God had promised, who had told them the decrees and the commands of the Lord, who had warned them of their need to never forget these decrees, never forget these commands. He tells them again and again that these are all the laws. These are what the Lord, their God, requires of them. These are what God has commanded. And if they follow Him, it's for their own good. God, who gives them these commands and the decrees, has promised to be with them, promised to keep them as his people. He has said, I am the God of gods. I am the Lord of lords. I am going to give you a good thing. Look, your ancestors were 70 when they went into Egypt, and now you outnumber the stars in the sky. I have kept my promises. This is what I ask of you. Do what I require. Love the Lord your God and follow these commands. The Lord, the God of heaven and earth, who put the stars in their place, who knows our name and who knows our hearts better than we do, asks us to do this one thing, walk in obedience to Him, love Him, serve Him. Serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. In other words, the Lord requires of this, of us. God requires us to love. Love God, love neighbor. It's what we've been saying all all along really what we've been saying since the beginning of time god has been saying this again and again and again love god love your neighbor it seems like we continually come back to this point we just continue to repeat these same words over and over and over again to help us to know that we're supposed to love to help us to know that we are to love to help those who are not able understand love always be on the premise of love but if we're honest with God and we're honest with ourselves we know that this is the message it's the message that God has been using to pass down from generation to generation in so many different ways and so many different ages it's the message that's still alive and it's still relevant today and it's a message that people still don't seem to get we hear this message everywhere It doesn't even uh, always come from Scripture. It doesn't always come from church where we would expect it. In fact, I'm not old enough to remember this, but many of my friends out here are. The 1960s, there were these guys from Liverpool with shaggy hair. They knew it was true. All you need is love. Da, 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 da. All you need is love. Remember, that anybody was alive to remember that? Anybody awake and alive out there now, you know? But if we go deeper into that song, they say nothing you can make. There's nothing that you can make that can't be made. There is no one you can save that can't be saved. There is nothing you can do that you can't learn how to be you in time. It's easy. Love is all you need. Even rock stars knew that there was no one who couldn't be saved. No one, no one who didn't need love. God's desire does not change through the ages, it did not change for the people of israel it does not change for us today it would be that they would fulfill a promise to make them a great nation but after they were a great nation they disobeyed god still They fell short of following God's commands and decrees. God made more promises, though. God continued to be their God, and He continued to want them to be His people. God made a way for people who could not save themselves, who could not fulfill the law, so He decided that He would send one who was truly the King of His people, who would follow them in the way that God desired. For God had always desired to be the Lord of His people, but His people always wanted more. They always wanted to be more like humanity than like God. They always wanted to be more like everyone else than like God. So God sent Himself in human form. God came to this earth in the form of a man, not living by the standards of humans, but by the standards of the law of God. Loving all people. Sharing the love of God for all people and with all people. He even reached out to the widow, to the orphan, to the outcast, to the foreigner. This is what Jesus, God with flesh on, did. Followed this law to a T. And for His love for all of the people, He went to this end, that He would die on a cross, would be buried in a grave, conquer hell, and be resurrected on the third day. Reconciling all people. Unto God. For God did not send this son, this Messiah, into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Not to condemn, but to love, but to save. God showed the world what it meant to love God and to love people by dying for the sake of the entire world and making a way for all people to enter into this kingdom that is promised for all, for the foreigner, for the widow, for the black, for the white, for the Muslim, for the one born in prosperity, for the one born in poverty, for all people who would come unto Jesus. God made a way for us to all be a part of the promised land, to be a part of a people who would decide we do not need to look like the rest of the world, but we want to live fully into our mission for God and for God's kingdom. If we love people, that's what we do for our own good. We love people. We accept people. We share the love of God with people who are like us and even more with people who are very different from us because we have realized how good it is to have a God who loves us and how much better it is and how much better we feel when we give that, way, give that love away by casting it extravagantly to all and especially to the one who is in our midst who needs it most. God looks deeply into the heart of the person and, all, as always, desires the very best for the one whom God has created. God wants only that we obey the one rule. And when we doubt, if we doubt that rule, we can use it as a benchmark. When we're unsure of what to say or how to react or even where God is leading us, we can use these questions. How can I best show love? Where can I best act in love? To whom can I best show love? For when we are sharing, speaking, and acting in love, We have become the bearers of the message of God that is spoken in so many ways through so many people, through so many generations. When we share love, when we speak love, when we act in love, we become the voice of God in our generation. Helping to lead others with us to the promised land. Amen.